With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. There, welcome to the Patrick Stiller Power Half Hour uh, on BehindTheSilkCurtain.com as well as the Highland Podcast Network. I'm Chris. Joe's here with me. Paul has a family obligation tonight. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I have no family obligations, so I guess I'm doing okay. I, I just walk out. <laughs> just <laughs> family's falling apart. I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm well, going downstairs. Yeah, see you guys later. Yes, and. You know, because when you're working for a place like BehindTheSilkCurtain.com, man, Joe and I were late because we were singing the praises of BehindTheSilkCurtain.com yeah. beforehand. It was fantastic. <laughs> so uh, it's good to be here, and it's good to be talking with you guys out there. Uh, we had some bonus content we're also releasing. Uh, check out New Highland if you don't see it on BehindTheSilkCurtain.com. Um, and... Um, fantastic. So, uh, Joe, um, got an email from a potential guest. I'm a little bit (laughs) shocked by, but, um, yeah. So let's talk. We've got more content that we also put out tonight. If you don't see it behind silk.com, check out New Highland. We talk about quarterbacks. We give our takes on the Tyree kill trade, um, that, and, the Baker Mayfield situation, some of the draft picks of the series were ruined lately. Check that out too. But here, I kind of want to talk to you about where the Steelers stand tonight. We're taping this Wednesday night. Uh, the Steelers have addressed, they've signed six outside free agents. Um, we talked about the other five, and then they had, and look out, we're going to try to say his name, Connor Olszewski? I think Connor. you got Oh, Gunner, Gunner! I got Connor in my brain for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, his first name is really Caleb, so Caleb Gunner Olszewski. Okay, tell me a little about him. Why I respond to this email? <laughs> oh, 
Uh, so he is a return specialist wide receiver. Came out of uh, uh, came off of the Patriots, and so he's a really dynamic uh, kick returner. Uh, and that's really you know after losing Ray Ray McLeod to uh, the Forty ers I believe. Um, they went out and were looking for somebody, particularly as a return specialist, and they came across uh, Olz- Olszewski. Uh, he's going to be bringing a lot of good things to to the Steelers. Uh, I, you know, there's a there was a lot of concern around Steeler Nation about Ray Ray, uh, especially the 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 seeming seemingly odd persistence that Matt Canada had for trying to get him the ball uh in the passing game and it just never really seemed to work out the way that it seemed like they wanted it to um but eventually you know they've lost ray ray mcleod to uh, free agency and brought in olzuski and it would seem as though he's not necessarily coming in for the spe- to specialize as a wide receiver who knows what they're going to try to make him do but he has been a return specialist for his whole career does a great job with it um we're hoping that it goes well Fantastic. Thank you for covering for me there. Um, Yeah, I got to tell you, this guy sounds good. This guy was a pro bowler. Uh, I watched a highlight video of some of his returns. He looks good. Here's the only thing that bothers me. Uh The Steelers have brought in a lot of punt returners. I know the kickoff return is as big as it used to be, but they brought in guys that have um, a good resume, shall we say. Um, remember Jacoby Jones? He was an old Ravens kick returner. He used yeah. to kill the Steelers and stuff. Remember, the Steelers actually tried him out. They brought him in, and I think he fumbled twice in the first half of the game, and Tom's like, nope, <laughs> Just go back to the bench. You're not coming back out again. It's like uh, that's the unforgivable sin at this point. Right. If you can't hold and, on to the ball, you have, you have two jobs. Hold on to the ball, run. If you're going to not do either of those things, that's that's tough. And, I, and Tomlin has a high stand for that, but I, I can understand that. I mean, you know, fumbling punt returns is troubling for yeah. me as someone who enjoys watching the games. And if it's troubling for someone who enjoys watching the games, NFL head coach's livelihood is based on your guy holding on to the ball. It's tough. And I guess what I'm saying is, Jacoby Jones could have been a great return. He fumbled too much. He's gone. Um, the CF brought in a guy who so- sounded like a great guy in Ryan Switzer. And Ryan Switzer really never did anything as a kick returner. Ray Ray McLeod was supposed to be a good pedigree for a kick returner. He wasn't. And I'll be honest with you, the guys recently that have been good kick returners are guys like Antonio Brown, who obviously were known for their receiving abilities. I mean, the punt return is like a cherry on the top of the cake. Yeah. And if you think about the other guy, Deontay Johnson, you know, he had that nice uh, return for a touchdown, I think it was two years ago against Arizona. But, you know, he's the guy that's their top receiver right now. So do you really want him returning all your punts? Probably you not. You really do not. You do not want to do that. Right. You so Got too much invested in that guy. So, so with Olszewski, now, again, just because – Ryan Switzer and Jacoby Jones wasn't that guy. That doesn't mean that Gunner can't be good, but hopefully Gunner doesn't have the same. Like, is it Heinz Field? Like, if you're wearing you know Steelers clothes in Heinz Field, you, you, you there's something about good 
punt returns that for some reason when they become Steelers, they don't do as well. So I'm hoping that Gunner, I'm wishing the best for Gunner. I'm hoping he can break that chain and, and break on through. Hopefully it will happen, but we'll see. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Hiring the people who are specialists hasn't worked out for us in, a, in quite a while. So, you know, one can hope that we can break that trend. And it seems to be a, a start of a new day in Pittsburgh. So let's see if that trend can end. Well, and the great thing, too, and you mentioned this, um, they got Gunner, I think it was like two years for $4 million overall. Something uh like when, Comparably, you know, Ray Ray McLeod went for a lot more than that. Yes. And I wasn't comfortable with Ray Ray McLeod. Now, the one thing you would have to, um, that we got to think about with this is Ray Ray McLeod was never a great receiver for the Steelers. But the thing with Ray Ray McLeod was they really tried to make him a receiver. Uh-huh. Gunner, on the other hand, I think he only has three catches for the Patriots, so don't expect Gunner to line up as a receiver. There's a reason why we say this. Um, I've said this, and I, I don't know if Joe or Paul agree with me, but this has been my pet peeve over the past couple of years of doing this podcast. When we first, first started doing that, the Steelers had Juju and Deontay Johnson and um, Chase Claypool. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is the strength of the team. We got this young core of money receivers. They had James Washington at the same time. They had Ray Ray McLeod as their fifth receiver. And we're like, my goodness, has there ever been a greater collection of talent in the history of the world, not just the NFL? And over the past two years, I I mean, Joe, we've said this, this season – the receiver core as a whole seems to have taken a step back. You know what I mean? Chase Claypool didn't have a good year. Deontay Johnson probably started step. He probably didn't take as much of a step back. But, you know, it was a rough year for James Washington. I'm being kind. It wasn't a good year for Ray Ray McLeod. And so, you know, the Steelers lost Ray Ray, like Joe said. Mm-hmm. The Steelers lost Juju Smith-Schuster. And it's interesting, earlier today, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night. The Chiefs traded Tyree Kill. So Juju's going to have a pretty big role in Kansas City, believe it or not. A lot bigger than I thought when they when they first signed him. I was like, well, he's like the fourth option on the team. That's a lot of money to pay for a fourth option. Right. Little did we know that the uh, talks with, with Tyreek were breaking down, so they were getting ready to ship him off. And, you know, the Kansas City already lost Corn Robinson. So right now their top two receivers, and I'm talking literally, are um, Hardman and mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. So it could be a big year with, for Juju. With Kelsey yeah. as a strong option in there right. as well. But, you know, when the signing was first made announced, we're like, hey, is he the third or fourth receiver? Now he's number two and maybe number one if Hardman doesn't do his job. Right. And I say all that to say right now, the Steelers are down to Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and they've got a lot of young receivers that haven't done that much. They need a receiver. So I'm thinking I'm going – well, let me back up just a minute. I think the Steelers have done a good job of addressing a bunch of needs in the first two weeks of free agency. As of Wednesday night, if we're saying what else do the Steelers need, I think the Steelers definitely need at least one receiver, probably two. 
The Steelers also need a strong safety. Now, in my opinion, looking at strong safety, they need a starter, okay? There are a couple of really good starters available. Uh, Tyrone Matthew. Not sure if they got the money for him, but they're reportedly interested in him. They're going to try and make that happen. If that doesn't work, you got Troll Edmonds. Not the greatest safety of all time, but far from the worst. They can bring him back. You can also get a guy, uh, there's a guy from Dallas, and I can't place the name right now. Devontae Kazee? Yeah. They say he's a ball hawk. The Steelers have shown interest in him, too. I've heard there's some stuff about Landon Collins, who's good. Not Tyron Matt's good. So I'm thinking you don't look for a, a strong safety in the draft unless you're sure they can start. And I think any of the four safeties we just mentioned can start for the Steelers next year. So before we get to receivers, safeties, are, are you comfortable saying, hey, uh, let, let's get us a, you know, let's get us a um, safety in free agency? I mean, I'm not sure if uh, we, we... I absolutely think that's the way to go. I'm personally all in on Tyrone Matthew. Uh, I think that's the kind of player that you want. Uh, that's, a, that's a Steeler football guy. Um, probably even more than Terrell Edmonds, who's been playing here for four years. So, I, I, I yeah. I think that's the way to go. A, using a draft pick for a safety is not a bad idea. It's us not going in assuming that there's anybody in this in the draft playing safety that is going to be ready to start week one. I, I just don't see it. So any I, of these I, guys filling that hole with a with a uh, with an experienced veteran is, is a free agent is so much better an idea than hoping to draft somebody who's going to magically be, fill the gap. I'll put it this way: there is a safety for Notre Dame. Uh, I believe his name is Kyle Hamilton, that is supposedly going to go in the first five picks. So if somehow Kyle Hamilton lasts till 20, I'd say, okay, draft Kyle Hamilton. He could be your safety, but strong possibility he'll be gone before then. So yeah, it'll it'll be very interesting. I, hey, need, and- me, I need me some Honey Badger. If I can get him. <laughs> honey Badger. Oh, well. Hey, we. I lied. Uh, Paul Yanchik had a family obligation. <laughs> the family obligation is... Seems to be over because he's here now. Welcome, Paul. Oh, hey, Paul. Did you bring the honey badger with you? Because we need him at, at safety. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still wondering why we haven't already signed, sealed, delivered a contract. Uh, because we I have... The, the rumor was that he was on vacation with his family. Like, even when he right. visited Pittsburgh like a week ago, he had his family with him and he was doing family vacation stuff. So he, like, didn't want to lock, lock down a, a contract and stuff yet. Make him an offer you can't refuse. Exactly. Well, we, exactly. we do not have a good track record yeah, drafting secondaries. We can't right. refuse. Well, well, here's the issue. Right now, Pittsburgh's $12 million under the cap. You need about that much for draft costs. And, yeah. You, you know, but, do you- but there's two restructures, and this is without releasing anybody. You could restructure T.J. Watt's contract no. to get $17 million. This year, and you're restructuring. You're not releasing him or anything else like that. And also, there's a possibility of restructuring Cam Hayward, which I believe is six. So yeah, they technically don't have the money right now, but with a couple restructures, it's there. And again, 
TJ Watt's going to get his money. We're not taking money away from TJ Watt, but it, it could happen. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we're, we all seem to be in agreement that unless Kyle Hamilton falls, which he's not going to fall, let's get us a safety in the free agency. Receiver. This is going to be interesting. Um, a lot of good receivers are out there, and I know Paul's going to turn up his nose if I say Ohio State quarterbacks, but this year Ohio State's got some good receivers that are coming out. Um, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Um, you know, we thought when the Browns had the 13th pick, a lot of talk that Garrett Wilson would go to Cleveland. Browns don't have the 13th pick anymore. There could be a receiver available in the first round. Now, Joe and I talked earlier about how it seems to be the Steelers are locked in to a first round pick. Um, oh, well, lots of emails from our upcoming guests that are making me laugh, but, um, you know. Uh, I lost my train of thought for a little bit. Um, it, yeah, seems- it seems like they're locked into picking a quarterback with their first round pick. They're doing the whole rounds and they're being very, very conspicuous about being at all of the places. You know, nobody is singing the don't be suspicious song. Right. Uh, don't be suspicious. <laughs> but, okay, but it's, but it's quite possible. And we've talked about this and, you guys will think I'm going big time, but I mentioned this earlier. I was able to get on a media call with ESPN's Mel Kuyper today. And yes, I know. I'm sorry about all these names. Look at me. I'm great. Look at me. <laughs> but oh, no. Well, when I was talking to Mel Kuyper earlier. Yes. Uh, <laughs> See, it wasn't a Zoom call with about 500 other media reporters. It was just me and Mel. Mel yeah. stopped at the house. We dined together. We, had, we had some chicken wings. Yes. <laughs> Mel's like, I heard your podcast on the Ohio Network about things you shouldn't do in the bathroom. And he said, look at all the crazy <laughs> stuff I do. He went in the bathroom and did it. It was crazy. No, yeah. it, he didn't. It was, you watched him shower? <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> in order to, to defecate. <laughs> He's like, I got it. Uh, yeah, check out Ohio podcast. We're saying too much. But, yeah, but maybe don't. <laughs> uh, yes. But, but no, I, I guess what I'm saying, it was a Zoom call with a billion other people. But the interesting thing he was talking about was he seems to think that the Sewers are locked in on quarterback. He mentioned the possibility that receiver could be a path they go. It would be interesting. Um, he was talking about, you know, Kane Pickett and Malik Willis could both be there. He actually has the Sewers picking Willis at 20 because he said at six with Carolina and eight with Atlanta, those are spots that could be looking for quarterback. But in essence, he was saying those teams are bad where picking a quarterback that may not make sense for them right there. That's how Willis could fall to 20. The, the thing I'm curious about is say they're not there. And I think the Sewers are smart enough not to reach for another quarterback at 20 that shouldn't go at 20. Where do you think the Sewers could or should draft a receiver. I mean, my thinking is if a good quarterback's there, you guys would rather have them go quarterback. Do you think receiver would should be their second option if the quarterback they want isn't there and they don't trade up? I'd say second round at the earliest. I think oh, there's I enough good receivers. What's up? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would go – they have a lot of success with late-round receivers, and there's a lot of receivers – out there this yeah. year. I, I just I don't think there's I don't think there's that many guys that have separated themselves from the pack enough to say this guy's worth uh, a number 20 first round pick. And Kuiper did say that 
you could get good receivers fourth or fifth round. And he yeah. wasn't saying that. Like, in the past, the Sewers found some gems when there wasn't yeah. good receivers all over the draft. I mean, he was saying there's good receivers available in the fourth and fifth round. So even if you don't do your scouting, you could pluck good guys. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. But, you know, it seems to me that receiver and safety are those key positions. Yeah, the Sewers could draft a young defensive lineman. That's what I mentioned. Uh, the Steelers, where else could they use help? Offensive line. I, I mean, it seems to me that interior of a line, they've addressed. Not to say they wouldn't pick a, a guy high, but if you think about it, um, Case, uh, James Daniels, those are all interior guys. So mm-hmm. they really fortified that. So everyone's talking like Isaiah Johnson from Boston College is a name I've seen a lot of people talk about. And they said, wow, this guy could be really good. Well, he's an interior lineman, like a guard center guy. So I would say, and they're saying tackle is not a strong position in a draft. If they draft a tackle high, I mean, if they draft a lineman high, it should be a tackle, not necessarily a guard or center. And not to say the Steelers are well suited to that position, but you need a little bit more help on tackle. I mean, right now your tackles are damn more and, Chooks, and I'm not, I'm not sure if either one of them is the answer, to be honest with you. Yeah, if if Pickett and Willis are gone, I I would beg them to not take a quarterback at 20. Uh, I don't think anybody else is a first-round grab. Uh, so at that point, I would say, look, uh, I'm, it, even if those two guys are available, it may still be looking at the best offensive or defense alignment, just – if there's somebody close to 6'5", 340, call his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But unfortunately, I mean, there are tackles available. I'm saying there's nobody. But it's not deep in, it's deep in receivers, not deep in tackles. Let's take a quick break, um, and we'll be back shortly on the Pittsburgh Steelers power, power Half Hour on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com network as well as the Ohioan. We'll be right back. There, welcome to the Pittsburgh Steeler Power Half Hour uh, on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com as well as the Ohio Podcast Network. I'm Chris. Joe's here with me. Paul has a family obligation tonight. Joe, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. I have no family obligations, so I guess I'm doing okay. I, I just walk out. <laughs> just <laughs> family's falling apart. I'm like, hey, yeah, I'm well, going downstairs. Yeah, see you guys later. Yes, and. You know, because when you're working for a place like BehindTheSilkCurtain.com, man, Joe and I were late because we were singing the praises of BehindTheSilkCurtain.com yeah. beforehand. It was fantastic. <laughs> so uh, it's good to be here, and it's good to be talking with you guys out there. Uh, we had some bonus content we're also releasing. Uh, check out New Highland if you don't see it on BehindTheSilkCurtain.com. Um, and... Um, fantastic. So, uh, Joe, um, 
got an email from a potential guest I'm a little oh, bit <laughs> shocked by. But, um, yeah, so let's talk. We've got more content that we also put out tonight. If you don't sit up behind SoCurrent.com, check out New Highland. Where we talk about quarterbacks. We give our takes on the Tyree Kill trade um, that and – the Baker Mayfield situation, some of the draft picks of the series were ruined lately. Check that out too. But here, I kind of want to talk to you about where the Steelers stand tonight. We're taping this Wednesday night. Uh, the Steelers have addressed, they've signed six outside free agents. Um, we talked about the other five, and then they had, and look out, we're going to try to say his name, Connor Olszewski? I think you got Oh, Gunner, Gunner. I got Connor in my brain for some reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, his first name is really Caleb. So Caleb Gunner Olszewski. Okay, tell me a little about him while I respond to this email. <laughs> oh, uh, so he is a return specialist wide receiver. Came out of uh uh came off of the Patriots. And so he's a really dynamic uh, kick returner, uh, and that's really you know after losing Ray Ray McLeod to uh, the 49ers, I believe um, they went out and were looking for somebody, particularly as a return specialist, and they came across uh, Olszewski. Uh, he's going to be bringing a lot of good things to to the Steelers. Uh, I, you know, there's a there was a lot of concern around Steeler Nation about Ray Ray. Uh, especially the 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 seeming seemingly odd persistence that Matt Canada had for trying to get him the ball uh, in the passing game, and it just never really seemed to work out the way that it seemed like they wanted it to. Um, but eventually, you know, they've lost Ray Ray McLeod to uh, free agency and brought in Olszewski, and it would seem as though. He's not necessarily coming in to specialize as a wide receiver. Who knows what they're going to try to make him do, but he has been a return specialist for his whole career, does a great job with it. Um, We're hoping that it goes well. Fantastic. Thank you for covering for me there. Um, Yeah, I got to tell you, this guy sounds good. This guy was a pro bowler. Uh, I watched a highlight video of some of his returns. He looks good. Here's the only thing that bothers me. Uh-huh. The Sooners have brought in a lot of punt returners. I know the kickoff return is as big as it used to be, but they brought in guys to have high, um, a good resume, shall we say. Um, remember Jacoby Jones? He was an old Ravens kick returner that used yeah. to kill the Sooners and stuff. Remember, the Sooners actually tried him out, they brought him in. And I think he fumbled it twice in the first half of the game. And Tom's like, nope, <laughs> just go back to the bench. You're not coming back out again. It's like uh, that's the unforgivable sin at this point. Right. If you can't hold and, on to the ball, you have, you have two jobs. Hold on to the ball, run. If you're going to not do either of those things, that's that's tough. And, and Tom has a high stand for that, but I, I can understand that. I mean – you know, fumbling punt returns is troubling for yeah. me as someone who enjoys watching the games. And if it's troubling for someone who enjoys watching the games, NFL head coach's livelihood is based on your guy holding on to the ball. It's tough. And I guess what I'm saying is Jacoby Jones could have been a great return. He fumbled too much. He's gone. Um, the CF brought in a guy who 
so, it sounded like a great guy in Ryan Switzer. And Ryan Switzer really never did anything as a kick returner. Ray Ray McLeod was supposed to be a good pedigree for kick returner. He wasn't. And I'll be honest with you, the guys recently that have been good kick returners are guys like Antonio Brown, who obviously were known for their receiving abilities. I mean, the punt return is like a cherry on the top of the cake. Yeah. And if you think about the other guy, Deontay Johnson, you know, he had that nice uh, return for a touchdown, I think it was two years ago against Arizona. But, you know, he's the guy that's their top receiver right now. So do you really want him returning all your punts? Probably you not. Really do not. You do not want to do that. Right. You so Got too much invested in that guy. So, so with Olszewski, now, again, just because – Ryan Switzer and Jacoby Jones wasn't that guy. That doesn't mean that Gunner can't be good, but hopefully Gunner doesn't have the same. Like, is it Heinz Field? Like, if you're wearing you know Steelers clothes in Heinz Field, you, you, you there's something about good punt returns that for some reason when they become Steelers they don't do as well. So, I'm hoping that Gunner. I'm wishing the best for Gunner. I'm hoping he can break that chain and and break on through. Hopefully, it'll happen, but we'll see. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> Hiring the people who are specialists hasn't worked out for us in a, in quite a while, so you know one can hope that we can break that trend. And it seems to be a, a start of a new day in Pittsburgh. So let's see if that trend can end. Well, and the great thing too, and you mentioned this, um, they got Gunner. I think it was like two years for four million overall. Something uh, like when. That. Comparatively, you know, Ray Ray McLeod went for a lot more than that. Yes. And I wasn't comfortable with Ray Ray McLeod. Now, the one thing you would have to, um, that we got to think about with this is Ray Ray McLeod was never a great receiver for the Steelers. But the thing with Ray Ray McLeod was they really tried to make him a receiver. Uh-huh. Gunner, on the other hand, I think he only has three catches for the Patriots, so don't expect Gunner to line up as a receiver. There's a reason why we say this. Um, I've said this, and I, I don't know if Joe or Paul agree with me, but this has been my pet peeve over the past couple of years of doing this podcast. When we first, first started doing that, the Steelers had Juju and Deontay Johnson and um, Chase Claypool. And I was like, oh, my goodness, this is the strength of the team. We got this young core of money receivers. They had James Washington at the same time. They had Ray Ray McLeod as their fifth receiver. And we're like, my goodness, has there ever been a greater collection of talent in the history of the world, not just the NFL? And over the past two years, I I mean, Joe, we've said this, this season – the receiver core as a whole it seems to have taken a step back. You know what I mean? Chase Claypool didn't have a good year. Deontay Johnson probably started step. He probably didn't take as much of a step back. But, you know, it was a rough year for James Washington. I'm being kind. It wasn't a good year for Ray Ray McLeod. And so, you know, the Steelers lost Ray Ray, like Joe said. Mm-hmm. The Steelers lost Juju Smith-Schuster. And it's interesting, earlier today, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night. The Chiefs traded Tyree Kill. So Juju's going to have a pretty big role in Kansas City, believe it or not. A lot bigger than I thought when they when they first signed him. I was like, well, he's like the fourth option on the team. That's a lot of money to pay for a fourth option. Right. Little did we know that the uh, talks with, with Tyreek were breaking down, so they were getting ready to ship him off. 
And, you know, the Kansas City already lost Corn Robinson. So right now their top two receivers, and I'm talking literally, are um, Hardman and mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. So it could be a big year with, for Juju. With Kelsey as a strong option in there right. as well. But, you know, when the signing was first made announced, we're like, hey, is he the third or fourth receiver? Now he's number two and maybe number one if Hardman doesn't do his job. Right. And I say all that to say right now, the Steelers are down to Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and they've got a lot of young receivers that haven't done that much. They need a receiver. So I'm thinking I'm going – well, let me back up just a minute. I think the Steelers have done a good job of addressing a bunch of needs in the first two weeks of free agency. As of Wednesday night, if we're saying what else do the Steelers need, I think the Steelers definitely need at least one receiver, probably two. The Steelers also need a strong safety. Now, in my opinion, looking at strong safety, they need a starter, okay? There are a couple of really good starters available. Uh, Tyro Matthew. Not sure if they got the money for him, but they're reportedly interested in him. They're going to try and make that happen. If that doesn't work, you got Troll Edmonds. Not the greatest safety of all time, but far from the worst. They can bring him back. You can also get a guy, uh, there's a guy from Dallas, and I can't place the name right now. Devontae Kazee? Yeah. They say he's a ball hawk. The Steelers have shown interest in him, too. I've heard there's some stuff about Landon Collins, who's good. Not Tyra Matt's good. So I'm thinking you don't look for a, a strong safety in the draft unless you're sure they can start. And I think any of the four safeties we just mentioned can start for the Steelers next year. So before we get to receivers, safeties, are, are you comfortable saying, hey, uh, let, let's get us a, you know, let's get us a um, safety in free agency? I mean, I'm not sure if uh, we... I absolutely think that's the way to go. I'm personally all in on Tyrone Matthew. Uh, I think that's the kind of player that you want. Uh, that's, a, that's a Steeler football guy. Um, probably even more than Terrell Edmonds, who's been playing here for four years. So, that, I, I, yeah. I think that's the way to go. A, using a draft pick for a safety is not a bad idea. It's us not going in assuming that there's anybody in this in the draft playing safety that is going to be ready to start week one. I, I just don't see it. So any I, of these I, guys filling that hole with a with a uh, with an experienced veteran is, is a free agent is so much better an idea than hoping to draft somebody who's going to magically be, fill the gap. I'll put it this way: there is a safety for Notre Dame. Uh, I believe his name is Kyle Hamilton, that is supposedly going to go in the first five picks. So if somehow Kyle Hamilton lasts till 20, I'd say, okay, draft Kyle Hamilton. He could be your safety, but strong possibility he'll be gone before then. So yeah, it'll it'll be very interesting. I, hey, need, and- me, I need me some Honey Badger if I didn't get him. <laughs> honey Badger. Oh, well. Hey, we. I lied. Uh, Paul Yanchik had a family obligation. <laughs> the family obligation is. Seems to be over because he's here now. Welcome, Ooh. Paul. Oh, hey, Paul. Did you bring the honey badger with you? Because we need him at, at safety. Yes. Yeah, I, I'm I'm still wondering why we haven't already signed, sealed, delivered a contract. Uh, 
because we I have the, the rumor was that he was on vacation with his family. Like even when he right. visited Pittsburgh like a week ago, he had his family with him and he was doing family vacation stuff. So he like didn't want to lock up, lock down a, a contract and stuff yet. Make him an offer he can't refuse. Exactly. Well, we, exactly. we do not have a good track record yeah, drafting can, secondaries. He can't right. refuse. Well, well, here's the issue. Right now, Pittsburgh's twelve million under the cap. You need about that much for draft costs and yeah. you, you know. But do you? But there's two restructures, and this is without releasing anybody. You could restructure TJ Watt's contract no. to get seventeen million this year, and you're restructuring. You're not releasing him or anything else like that. And also, there's a possibility of restructuring Cam Hayward, which I believe is six. So yeah, they technically don't have the money right now. But with a couple restructures, it's there. And again, TJ Watt's going to get his money. We're not taking money away from TJ Watt, but it, it could happen. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're, we all seem to be in agreement that unless Kyle Hamilton falls, which he's not going to fall, let's get us a safety in the free agency. Receiver. This is going to be interesting. Um, a lot of good receivers are out there, and I know Paul's going to turn up his nose if I say Ohio State quarterbacks, but this year Ohio State's got some good receivers that are coming out. Um, Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, um, you know, we thought when the Browns had the 13th pick, a lot of talk that Garrett Wilson would go to Cleveland. Browns don't have the 13th pick anymore. There could be a receiver available in the first round. Now, Joe and I talked earlier about how it seems to be the Steelers are locked in to a first round pick. Um, oh, well, uh, lots of emails from our upcoming guests that are making me laugh. But, um, you know, uh, I lost my train of thought for a little bit. Um, it, yeah, seems, it seems like they're locked into picking a quarterback with their first round pick. They're doing the whole rounds and they're being very, very conspicuous about being at all of the places. You know, nobody is singing the Don't Be Suspicious song. Right. Uh, don't be suspicious. <laughs> but, okay, but it's, but it's quite possible. And we've talked about this, and you guys will think I'm going big time. But I mentioned this earlier. I was able to get on a media call with ESPN's Mel Kuyper today. And yes, I know. I'm sorry, I got all these names. Look at me. I'm great. Look at me. <laughs> but oh, no. Well, when I was talking to Mel Kuyper earlier. Yes. Day, uh, <laughs> See, it wasn't a Zoom call with about 500 other media reporters. It was just me and Mel. Mel yeah. stopped at the house. We dined together. We had, we had some chicken wings. Yes. <laughs> Mel's like, I heard your podcast on the Ohio Network about things you shouldn't do in the bathroom. And he said, look at all the crazy <laughs> stuff I do. He went in the bathroom and did it. It was crazy. No, yeah. it, he didn't. It was, you watched him shower? <laughs> no, it was. <laughs> in order to, to defecate. <laughs> He's like, I got it. Uh, yeah, check out Ohio podcast. We're saying too much. But, yeah, but maybe don't. <laughs> uh, yes. But, but no, I, I guess what I'm saying, it was a Zoom call with a billion other people. But the interesting thing he was talking about was he seems to think that the Steelers are locked in on quarterback. He mentioned the possibility that receiver could be a path they go. It would be interesting. Um, he was talking about, you know, Kane Pickett and Malik Willis could both be there. He actually has the Sewers picking Wills at 20 because he said at six with Carolina and eight with Atlanta, 
those are spots that could be looking for a quarterback. But in essence, he was saying those teams are bad where picking a quarterback that may not make sense for them right there. That's how Wills could fall to 20. The, the thing I'm curious about is say they're not there. And I think the Steelers are smart enough not to reach for another quarterback at 20 that shouldn't go at 20. Where do you think the Steelers could or should draft a receiver? I mean, my thinking is if a good quarterback's there, you guys would rather have him go quarterback. Do you think receiver would should be their second option if the quarterback they want isn't there and they don't trade up? I'd say second round at the earliest. I think oh, there's enough receiver. good receivers. What's up? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I would go – they have a lot of success with late-round receivers, and there's a lot of receivers out there this yeah. year. I, I just – I don't think there's – I don't think there's that many guys that have separated themselves from the pack enough to say this guy's worth uh, a number 20 first-round pick. And Kuiper did say that you could get good receivers fourth or fifth round. And he wasn't saying that. Like, in the past, the Sewers found some gems when there wasn't good receivers all over the draft. I mean, he was saying – there's good receivers available in the fourth and fifth round. So even if you don't do your scouting, you can pluck good guys. So mm-hmm. it's interesting. But, you know, it seems to me that receiver and safety are those key positions. Yeah, the Steelers could draft a young defensive lineman. That's what I mentioned. Uh, the Steelers, where else could they use help? Offensive line. I, I mean, it seems to me that interior of a line, they've addressed not to say they wouldn't pick a, a guy high, but if you think about it, um, Case, uh, James Daniels, those are all interior guys. So mm-hmm. they really fortified that. So everyone's talking like Isaiah Johnson from Boston College is a name I've seen a lot of people talk about. And they said, wow, this guy could be really good. Well, he's an interior lineman, like a guard center guy. So I would say, and they're saying tackle is not a strong position in a draft. If they draft a tackle high, I mean, if they draft a lineman high, it should be a tackle, not necessarily a guard or center. Right. And not to say the Steelers are well suited to that position, but you need a little bit more help on tackle. I mean, right now your tackles are damn more and troops. And I'm not, I'm not sure if either one of them is the answer, to be honest with you. Yeah, if if Pickett and Willis are gone, I, I would beg them to not take a quarterback at 20. Uh, I don't think anybody else is a first round grab. Uh, so at that point, I would say, look, uh, um, it, it, even if those two guys are available, it may still be looking at the best offensive or defense alignment. Just if there's somebody close to 65340, call his name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But unfortunately, I mean, there are tackles available. I'm saying there's nobody, but it's not deep in. It's deep in receivers, not deep in tackles. Let's take a quick break, um, and we'll be back shortly on the Pittsburgh Steelers Power, Power Half Hour on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com network as well as the Ohioan. We'll be right back. Hey there. Paul, Joe, and I also do a Accenture podcast where we talk about all kinds of uh, different pop culture stories. Tonight, we talked to Toby Price. Um, he's a guy that was fired for reading a book called I Need a New Butt. Check our interview with him on the Ohioan Podcast Network. 
Uh, we'll release that this week. And we're back here on the Behind the Steel Curtain uh, .com's Pittsburgh Sewer Power Half Hour, uh, presented by PTSC as well as the Ohio Network. Uh, we've been talking about just what's next for the Steelers. It seems like their big um, question marks right now are on strong safety as well as receiver. Uh, we, we've all agreed that strong safety should be addressed uh, by a free agency. Um, and we've also, uh, we're saying that the Steelers should draft a receiver somewhere, maybe first round, maybe later in the draft. It's a pretty deep draft for receivers. Um, the Steelers are really down to two receivers that have been around for a while. I mean, with the guys who left last week, it's Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and their number three guy is a guy who hasn't played that much. I mean, we're going to Rico Bussy and what was that guy lost in white? Was it Chris White or Chad White Cody, or something? Cody White. Yeah, Cody White. I mean, but you also right- have Anthony Miller coming in. Anthony well, Miller previously with the Bears. Right. So he's it's got just, some. So he's got some history with Trubisky, which is nice. Okay. Would you be comfortable? Because here's the thing that, yeah, TJ could restructure his contract. Cam Hayward could restructure his contract. We don't know how much a strong safety would cost. I and mean, we're hoping that since the safety market's dry, that Tyron Matthew will get want to get paid like you, you would get paid McDonald's to come play for Steelers. You know what I mean? You're like, yay, we don't have to spend a lot of money. Um, would the Steelers possibly consider this? You know, say, hey, we could get a strong safety. We can get something else we need veteran-wise, and then we can roll with Anthony Miller and a draft pick. You think that's possible, or you think they're going to push it and go for receiver? I, I will tell you one thing. When you look at the available free agents left, there's not a lot. And the Chiefs say no. traded Tyreek Hill. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who's been around for, with a couple teams, he's one of the highest-ranked receivers, and he's in Kansas City tonight, and he might get a contract. Because, you know, they got to replace Tyreek Hill with somebody. Right. And really, the only other guy of serious note out there is Odell Beckham Jr. Now, Odell had a good end of the year last year with the Rams, helping him with the Super Bowl, but do the Steelers pick up Odell Beckham? I mean, I, I guess, Joe, you're right. Miller's a veteran, and he's got experience with Trubisky. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's that veteran receiver that I'm super comfortable with, but I'm looking at the other options. There's not a ton of other options out there. Right. I mean, it, well, yeah, I mean, but there's a lot of guys who are who are close to the end of contracts or in situations that are they're strange. I mean, even like Jarvis Landry is is still kind of hanging out there right now, isn't he? Uh, Julio Jones is a free agent. They're they're not. Uh, I think even AJ Green, right? Isn't he still kind of hanging out there? There's some, Those, there's some guys. Several of them are not necessarily still in their prime. There aren't like the right. the top top guys, and they may be. They may price themselves out of the Steelers' uh, you know price range, but uh, yeah, there, there's there's a couple of guys, but otherwise we're looking at having to fill things in with the uh, the the with the draft. 
I heard something recently, which I thought was the craziest thing in the world, but they're trying to, obviously the Browns are trying to re-sign Landry and that Odell Beckham Jr. has not closed the door on the possibility of going back to the Browns now that Oof. Baker Mayfield won't be there. Crazy which, stuff. Which, again, has to be concerning on anybody who's going to roll the dice on, <laughs> on uh, Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Somebody left Got himself, got himself out of town, went and won a Super Bowl, and now is like, yeah, maybe I'll go back to that place. That's crazy. All right. Hey, I'm looking, at the, choices. I'm looking at the clock. Uh, we're up against it. Um, as I said, check out our podcast. Um, let's close for tonight. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next little bit. Uh, we're saying receiver safety. Who knows? Maybe the Steelers will start signing free agent trainers and <laughs> prove us all wrong. I don't know. But, um, yeah, thanks for checking out our podcast. Check out everything else on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You know, some people will say, why aren't you choosing certain shows? We like them all. You know, delete your other podcasts. Just listen to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and The Ohioan. Rip the knob off like they used to say in the radio station. Check out all the stories there and the podcasts. You'll get everything you ever need to know about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And also check out our Highland podcast. There's lots of fun content out there. If you're like, hey, I want to hear more from Chris, Joe, and Paul, we, we got there. Lots of We do Accenture podcasts. We talk about all kinds of crazy and fun stuff. Check us out. Well, for Paul and Joe, I'm Chris. Thanks for checking us out. Have a great night, everybody.